the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to a Friday edition of Texans All Access. Thank God it's Friday. That's right. Weekend up. College football tomorrow. Some of it anyway. Uh, Some unfortunate news with Baylor and Houston going to be postponed due to a COVID cluster amongst the O-line at Baylor, apparently. So that's sad. But there's still be plenty of college football on. And on Sunday, full day of NFL football and your Houston Texans taking on the AFC number one seed from last year. Last year's 14 and two Baltimore Ravens. The four, let's see, what are they? 12 game, 13 game regular season winning streak continues. They won 12, they're two and two after a loss to the Browns. And they won 12 in a row, including a 41 to seven win over the Texans last year. Then they started off last week at home, beat the Cleveland Browns 38-6. to So it's a 13-game winning streak for the Baltimore Ravens as they come into NRG Stadium to face the 0-1 Texans. We all know the Texans lost on Thursday, last Thursday, to the Kansas City Chiefs. But new season, new week, new everything, and it starts for the Texans at home, the home opener, the Liberty White home opener against the Baltimore Ravens. We have plenty for you on this show this evening. First of all, I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter for your Houston Texans. We will have on the show tonight, tight end Jordan Akins in our Deep Slant interview of the week presented by Xfinity DPC. who had a chance to catch up with the third-year tight end out of UCF. We're going to have my keys to the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. I go deep, deep, deep into this one. You want to know what this game is all about? Tune in for my keys to the game. Then we got a little 12 questions with Drew Doherty, and this week it is Brennan Scarlett. I love Brennan. That guy is one of my favorite players in this entire organization. He, one of my favorite players on the team, one of my favorite people in this entire organization, he is outstanding. I then predict every single NFL game for the rest of the weekend, straight up and against the spread. I'm not Stu Finer or one of these uh, gambling guys, but I just like to I like to challenge myself against the spread. But I pick them straight up and against the spread. And then in our final segment, we'll close it down with Drew's final word with David Johnson. So we'll have a few minutes with the Texans running back in his first year after coming over from the Arizona Cardinals. So we have a jam-packed show. So let's kick it off with some hot reads. And on a Friday, that means we start the show with the head coach of your Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien, who spent a few minutes talking with Mark Vandermeer. Coach, let's talk about the home environment. It's unique this week because you could actually get ready for it, know exactly what you're getting into before it happens. You don't have to wait for 70,000 people to show up. It's kind of a strange deal. Yeah, it's different, definitely different. Uh, We'll practice uh, in the stadium today, and um, 
you know, obviously in front of no fans. And, and we've done that throughout training camp. You know, look, our, our guys, they know that the biggest thing is what happens between the lines. We'd love to have our fans there. We know that our fans are uh, behind us and give us a, a great advantage. But, you know, relative to what, what's going on in the world right now, we're ready for this. And our guys are excited about just uh, the opportunity to play in the Ravens. Let's talk about their front seven a little bit and how difficult it is to block them. How do they like to come after the opponent? What are you expecting? Yeah, they load it up. I mean, they do a good job. I think the big thing for us is we've got to stay on schedule. I mean, I think if you get in third and 10 and you get in third and 12, I mean, it's going to be a long day. So first and second down positive yards are going to be very, very important in the game because if you can keep it in a manageable third down, you got to shop. But once you, you get into these long yardage situations and, they start dialing up a lot of those, those pressures that they have. Uh, you know, it's going to be a long day. So we, we, uh, we've worked hard on it. We feel good about it. And now we got to go do it. I know you've talked about the importance of the lack of penalties, clearly turnovers as always, but playing clean in the penalty department is crucial, right? Yeah, we have to play clean. I mean, if you look at the games uh, in the first week of the NFL season, the teams that won the penalty battle and won the turnover battle those teams won 85 percent of the games I mean we've got to play a clean game take care of the ball you know really try hard to get some takeaways and then you know really cut down on the on the line of scrimmage penalties the penalties that we can control you know there's certain penalties that happen when the ball snapped that are going to get called but if we can just control the line of scrimmage penalties that'll be a big deal for us all right what about defending against Lamar Jackson earlier in the week we talked about how you might impersonate him in practice and I know the attack they have is varied right you have to worry about the running game you have to worry about the passing game with a lot of teams but with the quarterback in particular in this case yeah he's a very dynamic player he you know obviously he's got great speed uh, he's got really good change of direction and then he can throw the ball so you know we, we've got a really play great team defense we have to get 11 guys to the ball we have to really swarm the ball uh look he he's going to make some plays you're not going to totally uh, you know, control Lamar Jackson. He's a great football player. But if we can play good team defense, get 11 guys to the ball on every play, then that, that'll be good for us. Last week you talked about missed tackles. It's a brand-new week. And do you feel like having a game under your belt is really going to help in that department as you play in week two? I think it will. I mean, I think, look, I, you know, no excuse. I mean, the, you know, the Chiefs, obviously, they tackle better than us, and, and, and uh, they did a better job. But we, we uh, I believe, have had a good week. We've had a physical week. Um, and I think our guys understand, you know, better about the speed of the game and, and they'll, they'll be ready to go. They're, they're here at home. They know how important home field is and, and uh, you know, they'll be ready to go. What about the special teams facet in this one, coach? Yeah, big part of the game. I mean, they, they have good special teams. We have good special teams. Uh, I think field position will be really, really important. I think that you've got to be ready for anything with their special teams. They'll, they'll fake a punt on their own 10-yard line. I mean, you've got to be ready for anything. And, and they do a really good job. We do a good job. So that'll be a really, really important part of the game. Coach, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck. Thanks, Fanny. Yeah, Coach remembers 2017. Now, I wasn't backed up on their 10-yard line, but it was against the Texans. Sam Cook finding Chris Moore down the sideline. That was a game that the Texans, I don't say had it under control, but the Texans had gone down on a 7 to nothing lead on Monday Night Football against the Ravens and doing a really nice job that night. And then fourth and, man, it was fourth and five, fourth and seven. Sam Cook took the snap, threw it down the field to Chris Moore, caught it, got inside the 10. Ravens scored a little while later and took control of that Monday Night game. The Texans kept it close and had opportunities but could never overcome that big 
uh, momentum swinging fake punt just changed from that point forward. So, uh, yeah, Coach is absolutely right. This thing could change on a dime with a special teams play. And it changed last week for the Ravens. Last week, the Browns tried to run a fake punt and didn't get close and got it stopped. That gave the ball back to the Ravens. Short field, went on in and scored and took a lead and stayed in front of the Browns the whole way through. So special teams, a big one. But we'll handle a little bit more of that during our keys to the game later in the show. Now, our next hot read, let's go to the injury report. Now, week one at Kansas City, we sort of held our breath trying to figure out what was going to happen with Brandon Cooks. He eventually played. He was questionable. He was really the one guy we didn't know at that point was going to play or not. It worked him out for the game. And he spoke with the staff. He spoke with the medical staff. He spoke with Jack Easterby. Game thumbs up. Let's go. Brandon Cooks played in the game. Now, for this week, Brandon Cooks is questionable again. He was asked on Monday how he was feeling. He said he was feeling a little bit better. So my hope is that Brandon Cooks is going to play. But he is questionable. Also questionable. Titus Howard. Hopefully Titus is going to be able to go. Peter Callenby is questionable. Now, We've seen this before where a guy pops up, hadn't been on injury report forever, and then he pops up as limited. You go, whoa, wait a second. Does that mean that something happened that day? I hope that's not the case. But Peter is also questionable for this one against the Ravens. Now, the other player that we've been asked a lot about is Duke Johnson. Hurt that ankle in the game against the Chiefs in the third quarter uh, on a run up the middle and came out of the game a couple plays later, went to the locker room, Uh, And he had that ankle injury. I've seen him throughout the week at practice. And I don't don't know what to think about it. He is listed as questionable. And he did not participate in practice today. He is, I'm sorry, he he was a limited participant in practice today. So I, I don't know how to take it. I don't know exactly what to think about Duke for this game. Now, Will Fuller was a DNP at practice today, was not injury-related. He had not been on the injury report at all up until today, showing that he was not injury-related. But his game status is he's good to go. J.J. Watt, Kong Gillespie, Jonathan Grenard, they're all ready to go. They're not listed as doubtful, questionable, or out. So they're in. Even though they showed up on the injury report, they're in. Now, the Ravens have two players that are out. The aforementioned Chris Moore, dealing with a finger injury. He is out, one of their wide receivers. And then Justin Matabike, the rookie from Texas A&M, is out with a knee injury. Pernell McPhee did not participate in practice today. Not injury-related, but his game status is that he's in. Now, questionable for the Ravens are Jimmy Smith, Justice Hill, the running back, and Ronnie Stanley, the tackle, the all-pro tackle for Baltimore I would imagine that Stanley will play. We'll see about Smith and Hill. Um, they've been kind of ramping up, both all, essentially all three of them all week. But Jimmy, uh, excuse me, Jimmy Smith, the longtime corner there, who is kind of one of their backup guys now, he was limited with a hip issue. Uh, but Justice Hill and Ryan Stanley were, were full participants in practice. They're listed as questionable. So we'll see what the uh, active and inactive report is an hour and a half before the game. My gut, just kind of based on 
what we've read, I mean, Rappaport has basically said just he's got it from people that do probably will not play in this game, which makes it kind of interesting at running back. Now, Gilly is, um, he looks like he is in for this game. Now, we'll see if he's active, and I would think that he is. Uh, how does that play in? Um, how much do they spell David Johnson? And if they spell David Johnson, who do they spell him with if it's not Duke Johnson? Does that mean Scotty Phillips? Does that mean, uh, Buddy Howell, what do they do behind David Johnson if Duke Johnson is not available? That's going to be really interesting because neither Buddy Howell or Scotty Phillips or Colin Gillespie, any of the guys that could play next to Deshaun Watson, have ever carried the ball in an NFL regular season game. Phillips is a rookie. Buddy's not had a carry since he's been here with the Texans in a regular season game. And oh, I take it back. He did. I think it was week 17 last year. I think he maybe got some carries. But that's been it. And then Gilly, he's not carried the ball in a, in a regular season game either. So I take it back. I think Buddy did have some week 17 carries last year uh, against the Titans. Did a couple of good things. But there's not a lot of experience behind David. So am a little worried about that. But J.J. Watt in. Conglaspia, John Grenard in, Will Fuller in. We'll keep an eye on Brandon Cooks, Titus Howard, and Duke Johnson, Peter Combay, all questionable. All right, that'll do it for our hot reads in our opening segment. It's time for our Deep Slant interview of the week, brought to you by Xfinity with DP Sitter. This week, it is Jordan Aikens. We'll have that for you next on Texans All Access. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get 2,000 total savings. Hurry in today to your nearest Houston Hyundai dealer for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. BHP is a leading global resources company with mining and oil and gas interests worldwide. Our reputation is built on proven performance, helping provide the energy that keeps the world moving, cities growing, communities thriving. And we combine this innovative spirit with a commitment to develop more efficient ways to find these resources and more sustainable ways to use them today and in the years to come. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat, building Texas, powering the world. 
If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun. This is Texans Radio. Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. With Reliant, there's a free electricity plan for every type of person. Are you a weekend warrior? Well, we've got truly free weekends. Maybe you're a night owl. Well, we've got truly free nights. Say you're a free spirit. We've got truly free seven days. Pick your free and get a Google Nest Hub on us. All you got to do is call 1-866-RELIANT or visit Reliant.com. Reliant, that's power. Your way. Google and Google Nest Hub are trademarks of Google LLC. Reliant, PUCT number 10007. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Thank God it's Friday. Oh, end of the week. Everybody looking for the weekend. And we are a little less than 48 hours away from Ravens v. Texans. Round two taking place at Energy Stadium. Round one. Went to the Ravens last year, 41-7. Don't like to talk about that too much, but hopefully Sunday will be a different story. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. And it's time for our Deep Slant interview of the week. We did these all throughout training camp, and DP Sidhu did a tremendous, tremendous job with those interviews. Hopefully you get a chance, and you could download all the podcasts, Deep Slant podcast, the Vandermeer's View podcast, and of course, Drew and myself do a podcast called In the Lab. Those podcasts are all required listening. They're great. And this week, the Deep Slant podcast, Deep Slant interview, brought to you by Xfinity, is a young man in his third year with the Texans. He, I thought, looked phenomenal against the Chiefs. I think he was one of the one of the the, the few positives that the Texans had in that game, and it was Jordan Akins, tight end. 
from the day of you from the days at UCF, um, he has been a receiver slash blocker. Will do anything he is asked to do, and he has made his impact on this team slowly but surely, year after year after year. And he showed that against the Chiefs. He had just two catches, but one of them went for a touchdown. And I think he will be vital in this game against the Baltimore Ravens. He's sort of the 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 comparison, uh, not comparison, but he's sort of the, the Mark Andrews for the Texans. He has to be that guy. He has to be the outlet uh, for Deshaun Watson. And I hope that Deshaun continues to use Jordan Aikens in the passing game as much as possible. Deep Pursuit had a chance to catch up with big number 88 in our Deep Slant interview of the week brought to you by Xfinity. Week one, obviously not the win that the Texans wanted, but you got your first touchdown, so um, you're on your way this year. Can you tell me what it was like uh, just getting that first game under your belt? It was such a crazy and unusual offseason, but to actually get back on the field with your teammates and play real football, how did that feel for you? Uh, it felt good, you know, to just release it and, you know, get out there and play with my teammates and it just give us opportunity to see who can do what, you know, in clutch situations and the time of need. So, you know, we have some things we need to work on. And, you know, um, with the first touchdown, it's not the way I wanted it to be. But, you know, I take it as they come. Well, Bill O'Brien was asked about you, and, and he said that you're always going to be in the lineup as long as you're healthy, uh, that you've gotten better in all areas, special teams, on offense, on your route running. You're a really strong runner with the ball in your hands. You've come such a long way from your rookie season. When do you feel like everything really just started to click for you? I would say last year. Um, last year, you know, the game slowed up a lot for me. Uh, this year, it slowed up even more. Uh, you know, I was being more of a student to the game, mentally preparing. You know, I was really wearing my body down the previous years, just trying to, you know, do what I can to be on the field. But this year, I just, you know, got my mental ready and worked on my body, had a little extra time due to COVID. And, you know, came in feeling good and playing good. Yeah, you look good. Last year, you missed the two postseason contests uh, with injury. So let's start there. How how was your off season in just getting back to health again? What did you have to do to get yourself feeling 100 percent for 2020? Um, just eating better. You know, um, watching what I do, especially like in the weight room. Uh, I did a lot of running in previous years. You know, I would run a lot and do a lot of lower body lifts, heavy and. You know, uh, I, I don't think I matched it up well with uh, the treatment, I would say. Um, you know, taking care of the body, you know, getting the massages that I needed and, you know, getting off my feet at times. You know, I'm a father, so, you know, I do a lot of ripping and running. So this year I just took a lot of consideration and, you know, thanks to COVID, you know, I don't wish COVID on anyone. But, um, you know, it gave me a lot of time to just think and mentally prepare for the game as well as take care of my body. Yeah, I remember in the off season you said that you really wanted to – reach out to veterans and get a better understanding of the game. Who did you talk to? What are some of the questions that entering into year three that, that you really wanted to get answered or, or, you know, where was it that you really wanted to pick the brains the most of, of these veterans that you talked to? Just how they think, um, you know, as far as on the field and um, how do they prepare? What do you do to your body? You know, how do you last a full season? And, you know, just really pick their brains of like football related questions. I can't really go into detail, but, um, it just taught me – they taught me a lot, you know, and I always play, like, on edge previous years. I was, I was overthinking. I was trying to do too much, um, you know, instead of just letting the game come to me. So, this year, you know, they taught me a lot. So, I matured mentally on the field. And, you know, my um, – like I said, my talent speaks for itself. And now two and two is coming together and it's starting to show. It seems like you've come a long way. What 
I mean, it was just a few years ago that you made your NFL debut. It was week one at Gillette Stadium against the Patriots. When you look back at your rookie self, I mean, what do you remember about going through that first NFL experience and what was going through your brain at that time? Just how fast the game the game is in the NFL, you know, and um, in college is is it's different. Everyone's fast in the NFL. Everyone's smart. Um, so, you know, in college, you can either you can be fast or you can be smart. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, some talent is going to show out, show up on the field. You kind of have an advantage on the, um, in college. In the NFL, you have to be on the game, you know, have to know certain rules, when you're hot, when you're not, you know. And just the competition overall, I love competing. And when everyone's on the same accord and when the offense is rolling, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you line up all over the field. Was do you think that was the hardest part about adjusting to this offense? Um, just getting to know your position and everything that's required of it. Uh, definitely. Um, as a rookie, when I came in, it was kind of like just throwing into the hot fire, and um, you know, seeing what you can do. Which I did make some mistakes, but you know, um, I did I did a decent job for a rookie coming in, and you know, over the years, uh, just moving me more, uh, you know, learning more positions, and just being able to be used as a weapon and. Um, many ways is um, a big blessing and opportunity. All right. You said you're a father now. So I assume that you had a, you recently had a baby or oh, no, no, my, you're um, about my, to have another one though, right? Yeah. yeah my, my first daughter, she's three, about to be four and I, newborn to be born next month. Oh, so you're about to be the father of two. It's about to, it's about to double up in the Aikens household, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> how, how is, how is parenthood when you're playing in the NFL? I mean, obviously you played baseball a while back. I don't think that you would have kids when you're playing baseball, but balancing kids and the NFL, I mean, what, what is that like for you? It's different. It's a lot of sacrifices. You know, you don't get to spend as much time as you would like to. And, you know, some of the things they want to do, you can't really do because you have to be up early. Or, you know, it just, it just balance. But in the end, it balances itself out. You know, off season, you spend a lot of time with it. And, um, you know, just try to do, I just try to be the best father I can be. But I know for right now, while she's young, it's best to, you know, make those sacrifices then, you know, when she's older and she really realizes what's going on. So does your three-year-old know that dad is a tight end for the Texans? Does she see you on the on the TV and, and recognize you? Does she understand <laughs> yeah, that? She does. Yeah, she does. She gets frustrated when I don't take my helmet off on the field. She wants me to oh. take my helmet off so she can really notice me. But as far as, like, playing for the Texans and all that, she, she doesn't really – know all that I would say I, she really just focused on football she she knows that father's a football player I saw recently on your Instagram you you posted something and, and the caption said highly slept on and I thought that was really interesting did did you feel like people were sleeping on you a little bit uh yeah I did it's a lot of you know I mean as far as that go like I know my talent I know my goals where I want to go and doing this game and um I just think I just well I thought you know I was kind of underappreciated in, you know, in certain categories. But, you know, I just let my talent speak for itself. I'm not a big talker. And, you know, I'm just here to play ball and win games. Your chemistry with Deshaun Watson seems to come a long way, too, just in the, the few years that you guys have been together. You worked a little bit on that in this offseason, too, didn't you? You and Deshaun uh, worked out a little bit. What, you know, what, did, what has gone into really developing that chemistry with Deshaun? Just getting some routes and throws off the field. And, um, you know, just really, uh, you know, just getting that chemistry. Um, it's, it's just not about throwing. It's about, you know, having a connection with the guys well, you know, and um, just being on the same page when knowing what he wants and how you want, um, how he wants you to run the route is very important. 
So when the game comes, it's just like, you know, just like practice. So how do you feel about the 2020 tight end group? It's changed a little bit since you first got here. Um, some, some guys have come, some have gone, but now this core group that you have with Fells and, you know, the, the rest of the crew, how do you feel about the tight end group? And, and what about for yourself personally? What sort of goals can you share with us that you have for yourself for 2020? Uh, the tight ends are very talented. You know, whether, uh, you know, whoever they bring in, they always, they always, they always bring talent in. So we, I don't really compare myself to them. I just try to help them come along, you know, get them caught up with the playbook, kind of like, you know, how, how Phil's kind of mentored me. I just try to, you know, do that. And, you know, for the, for the older guy, I think Farrell, mm-hmm. you know, he, uh, he, he's pretty, he's a, he's a good vet, you know, he's a good ball player. And even Troy coming from Denver, he, he's a good guy. And everyone, everyone knows what they're doing. They just, you know, they have to get more in the playbook and they, they have experience basically. So like I say, we, we compete, we make each other better and we all going for one goal. And what about for yourself? Is there anything you can share that you want to get better at in your three? Um, I would say my overall, everything. Um, I want to improve on everything. Uh, blocking, catching, um, yak yards, uh, special teams. I just want to never come off the field. Good stuff. We never sleep on you, Jordan Akins. Cannot wait to see what the rest of 2020 brings for you. Jordan Akins on the Deep Slant 101, presented by Xfinity. Jordan, such a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Texas drafted him in round three after coaching him at the Senior Bowl. That was one of the things about, unfortunately, finishing 4-12 in 2017. The Texans had an opportunity to coach the 2018 Senior Bowl. They had an opportunity to spend with Jordan Aikens, loved everything about what he offered them, and I think he is going to continue to grow and get better every single game, every single year here with the Texans, and I think it's a big matchup. Look, everybody's looking at the other tight end, Mark Andrews. Oh, what does Mark Andrews do? Even looking at Nick Boyle. Well, how about from the Texas side? What can Jordan Aikens do in this game to be a thorn in the side of the Ravens' defense? I think he can end up being one of the matchup issues for the Ravens. Well, what else do the Texans have to do to beat the Ravens on Sunday? Well, in the next segment, we will have... My keys to the game. I do this every single Friday night. We dive deep, deep, deep into this one. 11 on 11, Ravens v. Texans. We will do my keys to the game next right here on Texans All Access. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. At Amogee Bank, it's all about relationships. And in talking with our customers, we found a consistent theme. Having a banking professional speak to me on a personal level has meant a lot. Amogee Bank made it happen for us. They make you feel important. You don't get that everywhere. Thank you to Amogee Bank from all of us and all of our families. From our fans to yours. Here's to more family, business, and banking. Amogee Bank, Science Bank Corporation, NA, member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. August Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to AEMT Raven Hernandez. Hernandez is a single mother who decided to return to school to become a first responder. She works in a small town and is setting a great example that hard work and determination can get the job done. Currently, she is serving in her community as a COVID-19 tracer, helping manage all of the current cases in her county and doing an amazing job. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our August Star of Courage Award recipient. 
Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's Pizza. And did you know that I am the number one Texans fan in the city? Well, probably one of many. But you know what? We've been a sponsor of the Houston Texans now for almost 20 years. The official pizza of the Houston Texans is Papa John's. And now when the Texans win, and they will, the very next day, order pizzas and you'll get half off. That's right, 50% off your pizza order the day after the Texans win. So come on, Texans, win a lot. Better ingredients, better pizza, the best football, Papa John's Houston. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating, (laughs) tastes like coffee table dining, and an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. (laughs) Today tastes like watching football is supposed to, and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like real ready hamburgers and fresh picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. At Steel, we're proud that much of our legendary gasoline-powered outdoor equipment, from trimmers to chainsaws, is built right here in America. Working as hard as you do to get the job done, Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Pick up at over 9,000 local Steel dealers. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelDealers.com. The majority of steel gasoline-powered units sold in the United States are built in the United States from domestic and foreign parts and components. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you unprecedented access to Texans events and connections to the top business professionals in Houston. If suites become available for the 2020 season, be the first to know and sign up for the waitlist at HoustonTexans.com slash suites. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash suites or call 832-667-2299. The experts predicting about this week's big game. Extra points Saturday nights at 10:30, or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back into this Friday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, football analyst and silent reporter 
John Harris, and it's time for my keys to the game. Now, I write an article each and every week. It's called Know Your Foe, and I do it in the summer leading up to the season to kind of give you an idea. Yeah, it's got off-season content. Here are how the teams have changed. Here's Here are the 13 teams in Texas play, the 10 non-division opponents, and then three division opponents. And so I go through that, but then when I get in the season, I do a Know Your Foe article, and then I focus on the keys to the game. Offense, defense, and I'm going to start off tonight with special teams, because beating a John Harbaugh coach team is difficult enough. You have to be pristine on special teams. That's where John Harbaugh cut his teeth as a special teams coordinator before he became a head coach and I don't understand why more teams haven't gone that route. But, that all said, a couple things on special teams. Number one, Sam Cook, punter. Let's see him out on the field. Last year, he didn't punt once against the Texans. Not once. Ten possessions, not one time. They either ended in a touchdown, a touchdown, a field goal, uh, or end of half. Or end of game. Did not see Sam Cook punt once. Now he held for how many ever field goals and extra points. That was uh, on t- Justin Tucker. What sort of bailed the Texans out a little bit last year is Justin Tucker, I want to say, missed a field goal early on. And that sort of kept the Texans around for a little bit. But things changed the other direction. It's a pristine game needed on the special teams, but I'll focus on this one key. If things aren't going the way that the Ravens and John Harbaugh would like, be ready for a fake punt. Be ready for anything that will steal a possession. In 2017, Monday Night Football, the Texans came right out of this shoot. Tom Savage led them right down the field for a touchdown, up 7-0. Ravens got the ball, moved it a little bit, but we stopped them. And then for a couple drives, kind of stopped them. And then they got the ball, I think it was late in the first quarter, and we stopped them again. Looked like we're going to hold them again, get the ball back, maybe go score, maybe take a two-score. This is going to be awesome. On the road at Baltimore on a Monday night, this is tough. They faked the punt. Sam Cook threw to Chris Moore up the sideline, caught it, and then the Ravens basically took over the rest of that game in 2017. John Harbaugh is not scared to let the special teams do something like that. Onside kick, fake punt. Do not lose a possession because you're not paying attention to what the Ravens are doing on special teams. All right, good. Now, let's talk about this Ravens defense and how the Texans are going to move the ball against that defense. Now, the Ravens, through one game, they gave up 138 yards on the ground last week to the Browns. That's 24th in the NFL. They're stingy against the pass. They gave up 168 yards through the air. That's 4th in the league. Total offense, they've given up is 306 yards per game. That's ninth in the league. However, they generated three turnovers. One interception, two fumble recoveries, that's where the Ravens have done their work. Look, they're, they're good enough just on their own to keep stopping you, play in and play out. But they generate turnovers. So 
Let's get to the keys to winning against that Ravens defense. Number one, don't fall for shenanigans. Now, what do you mean by that, John? Okay, here's what I mean. Ravens defensive coordinator Don Wink Martindale, the best nickname you're going to find anywhere, is known for showing pre-snap a look to a quarterback and saying, hey, look, we're all over here. We're all over here. And the quarterback walks up and it was like, hey, let's change the protection. Let's change this. Let's move to account for those guys all over on that side. That's what they want us to do. Look, we got to protect that side. They're all coming from there. And then those guys all at the snap drop out into coverage. And then guys all come from the other side. So you've now shifted everything to where all those guys were. They all left. And now they're coming from the other side. I mean, look, you would think that's a pretty popular blitz scheme, scheme just in general. And for some teams it is. But the Ravens do an excellent job of this. I remember studying the Ravens defense going into the Patriots game last year and studying off this Browns game. And they used the same blitz. I drew it up on Telestrator. And they love to do a lot of that. And that is, we're over here, but then they use the shenanigans. Basically, they're disguising their scheme. And those guys all drop. Guys come from the other side. Some come unabated. But the key was on that play in the Browns game was that one of the droppers was Calais Campbell. And Baker Mayfield never saw him. And it hit Calais right in the hands. The throw did. It popped up in the air. Marlon Humphrey picked it off. That was the one interception that the Ravens got. And they got it using shenanigans. So, Sean Watson and his offense cannot fall for those shenanigans. They cannot fall for something the Ravens show pre-snap, but then play something different post-snap. And they're like, oh man, they caught us. That, that can't happen. Cannot happen. Okay, number two, guard-to-guard wall. Now, here's what I mean by that. The Texans guard-to-guard wall. Max Sharping, Nick Martin, Zach Fulton. That thing has got to be an impenetrable wall. They cannot allow penetration from the Ravens' interior defenders through there. If there's anything that will kill plays quicker than anything else for this Texans offense, it's penetration and push through that guard center guard wall. Cannot happen. Against the Chiefs, happened a few times, created some issue. That threesome has got to be an impenetrable wall. They've got to just lock it up, give Deshaun confidence, and then let Titus and Laramie work on islands one-on-one out there because they can do that. But that wall, the guard center guard up front, they've got to be a wall against Brandon Williams, Derek Wolf, Calais. They've got to be stout in there and just hold up as strong as they've ever held up. That's got to happen. They cannot push the pocket back into Deshaun's lap. All right, number three, and I can't say this loud enough. Now, these keys I never put in any order. I just, I just, whatever they spit out is however they come out. But number three is ball security. I, it's simple, right? You can't turn the ball over and win a game in the NFL. You just, you can't. You can't win a game at Pop Warner's. In Pop Warner, you can't win at high school. You can't win at college. You can't win a game in the NFL turning the ball over. This Ravens defense, this is when it becomes even more so because this Ravens defense attacks the football. They don't just attack the ball carrier. They attack the football. 
Marlon Humphrey is one of the best I've seen since Peanut Tillman of punching the ball out. And he won't go for the tackle. He punches at the ball. And he's not the only one. That defense is wound differently in how they attack ball carriers. Yes, they want to bring the ball carrier down. But they want to bring the ball carrier down at the same time, punch it out, and go give it back to their offense. Ball security is at a premium. Texans had one turnover the other night. That was the interception. It was the interception which Deshaun got hit on a blitz by Tyron Matthew. I don't even want to think about that play anymore. The backs didn't fumble. Receivers didn't drop the, or didn't um, you know spit the bit after they caught the football. They need to catch everything their way. But ball security, especially anywhere around that secondary, those guys are looking to punch that thing out at all costs. Number four, Calais. Campbell again. Now, Calais is going to set a record, whether he knows it or not. I don't know if anybody else falls into this category. But he will have faced the Texans in their home opener in 2017, 2019, and now 2020. He did 2017, 2019 with the Jaguars and 2020 with the Ravens. So he will have seen Liberty White Day three of the four. He won the first one in 2017. And that's the one that I always think about because when Calais showed up, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. In Arizona, he's a good player. I thought he was a good player. When I saw him up close to Jacksonville, I realized how great a player he was. And he did an NFL game pass film session this offseason that was outstanding. And he talked about all the different things that he thinks about that he does on a field. And it just made me appreciate Calais Campbell that much more. But because he's 6'8", and because he's 290, 295, he is extremely hard to get a handle on. So these guys, guys up front, no matter where he lines up, they've got a brace for it. They've got to handle that pressure. And most importantly, when Deshaun is to throw the ball, you've got to get his hands down. Get his hands down. He'll get his hands on passes when he's not dropping into coverage. And that is a problem. Got to get his hands down. And number five, be the bigger bully the Ravens since they arrived in Baltimore from Cleveland have been the bigger bully out on the field almost every time the Ravens take the field they are physical they relish being nasty they relish being the team that intimidates the other side if you will not in the NFL, you don't intimidate teams as much but the way the Ravens play Boy, you've got to just, every single play, it's got to be, all right, big boy pads on, let's go to work. And you have to match them physical for physical. You have to be the bigger bully up on that offensive line. That you have to do on offense. Now, how are you going to stop Lamar Jackson and this defense? Now, excuse me, this Ravens offense. Ravens offense last week, 107 yards rushing the ground. That's down from last year. 20th in the league. Lamar did throw for 207 yards last week. That put the Ravens 7th in the league. Total offense is tied for 12th at 377. And they did lose a fumble. They were led by the 2019 MVP, Lamar Jackson. And rookie J.K. Dobbins is added to the run game. But the key is up front and with tight end Mark Andrews. So let's get into the keys to winning versus the Ravens offense. And it starts, and this is, as I said earlier, I don't put these in any order, but this was the very first thing that came to mind. And it is the very first thing the Texans must, must, must do against the Ravens. 
and I can't say it any louder, but tackle. Coach O'Brien pointed out the 20 missed tackles against the Chiefs. The tackling was not great. That was Clyde edwards Lair for the most part. He's a very difficult guy to tackle. He's built lower to the ground. He's stout. He's quick. He's got great vision. If you don't get a good pop on him and then wrap him up, he's going to embarrass you. And that's what happened on Thursday night. Well, guess what? J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, and Lamar Jackson aren't built the exact same. But they run with that same sort of feeling. And that is, I'm going to take your manhood if you don't bring everything you got to tackle me. So you have got to tackle. 20 missed tackles again. And the Texans will be looking at 0-2. Number two, spill it, spill it, and fly to the football. Now, here's what I mean. One of the things the Titans were able to do in that playoff win at Baltimore was they took away Lamar Jackson's downhill running lanes where Lamar had exploited teams all year long was zone read and then everybody just caved in and he could just head straight downfield. Well, now all of a sudden he's at the linebacker level and a split second and he's to the secondary level a second after that. And guys just aren't fast enough to deal with that. But what the Titans did was they created their defense such that they made him spill to the outside. They made him keep bouncing the runs. They spilled it and spilled it, and they just kept widening it out to where Lamar had no running room. And that just allowed everybody to get to the ball once they knew what was coming. So they just kind of kept spilling him and pushing him out further, basically, to the sideline where he had no room to kind of cut it up. And if he did cut it up, he was going to be tackled there by two or three different Titans. That's what the Texans have to emulate to slow down his, his in particular, his running impact on the game. Number three, tighter on the tight ends, namely Mark Andrews. Now, Nick Boyle is a really good blocker and a good football player for the Ravens. He does not, th- he does not really worry me too much in the passing game, but Mark Andrews does. Mark Andrews is arguably one of the top three tight ends in the game. He catches everything thrown his way. The one-hand catch against the Browns in the first game was just sublime. I mean, you talk about a brilliant catch. It was just sublime. Uh, you know, the, the French kiss thing. It was, it was awesome. The Texans did a little bit better job on Travis Kelsey this time. Kelsey and Andrews are not the same guy. Andrews not as athletically gifted as Kelsey. But I think Andrews has better hands. He runs better routes. He's a little bit tougher cover. But you've got to be in that hip pocket. And then when the ball is thrown, you got to fight like you know what through the catch point to make sure that you can pop that ball loose. And I don't know exactly who will be entrusted to cover Mark Andrews, but it's going to be a combination of linebackers, safeties, maybe even corners. Nichols, it doesn't matter. It's going to be everybody. They've got to be in that hip pocket all game long. They've got to cover Mark Andrews as if their life depends on it. Because their football lives, well, maybe they do. Number four, is pressure the answer? Now, the way I ask that question, you think, yes, but no. I think pressure is the answer. And I do think that there's got to be a way that the Texans can pressure Lamar Jackson like the Browns did. The Browns... They rushed four, they rushed four, they rushed four. That gave Lamar all kinds of time. And finally, they just said, you know what? We're going to bring an extra blitzer and see what happens. And that guy got home for a sack. I thought, why aren't you doing this more? I think pressure is an answer to help slow down this Ravens passing game. If you let Lamar sit back there 
and have four guys rush and rely on all four guys to win one-on-ones and one guy maybe to win a, uh, to beat a two-on-one, you're going to have an awful day. I think you can bring pressure. It's got to still be disciplined pressure. And when that guy gets there, that guy's got to make sure he makes a tackle Lamar Jackson. That's what the Browns were able to do. They brought that pressure, and they didn't do it much, but when they did, they got to Jackson clean and got a sack. I think the Texans have to bring that pressure and get those sacks and get more than just a sack. They've got to get multiple sacks. They've got to put that pressure on Jackson and make him look a little bit. Make him think, where is it coming from? That's just That might just be enough. That might just be enough. And lastly, be the bigger bully part two. Defensively, physically, dominate. The Ravens, offense, defense, special teams. They are at an advantage because they always feel like they're the physical winner in that game. When they take the field, they know they're physically going to beat you up. Well, turn the tables. Physically beat them up. Every tackle, two, three, four guys are there. Lamar Jackson runs the ball down the field. You hammer him every time he runs it. Receivers go up for catches. Hammer those guys every time. Be the physical winner of this game on both sides of the ball. All right, those are your keys to the game. Hopefully you enjoy those, do those every single week. And when we get back, Drew Doherty does a little 12 questions with our man, Brandon Scarlett, right here at Texans All Access. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then, we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. But even in, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times, don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig, with the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks, and with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Be fast, be flexible, be ready for what's next, and bounce forward. Help your business to bounce forward with this amazing offer. Get a great price on a powerful and reliable internet solution from Comcast Business. Starting at $64.90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com today to find out more. Restrictions apply. Limited to new Comcast Business 25 megabits per second internet and one voice mobility customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation, taxes, and fees extra. Subject to change. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, touchdown! 
you'll score a free jumbo jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. Relive all the action with full game replays. We do it again, we do it again, we do it again. Catch every snap in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Caught for the touchdown. Learn from the pros with film sessions. Once you're in that red zone, it's a chess match. And get access to the NFL Films Archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. More Texans Radio is on the way. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football. All for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. From kickoff to the two-minute warning, H-E-B has all you need to make your game day spread a touchdown. For the starting lineup, H-E-B's freshly made guacamole and salsas are a delicious play. And for meat lovers, H-E-B Prime One steaks and burgers are a sizzling way to get your grill on. Plus, pick up the extras like H-E-B's our finest paper towels, Texas tough trash bags and foil. From food to snacks to defensive sacks, home gating is a win with H-E-B. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. This summer, hurry into Mattress Firm where you can save up to $500 when you get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $699. And save up to 50% on select mattresses from our top-rated brands like Beautyrest, Serta, Sealy, and more. Shop in-store, online, or by phone today. Hurry in only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. And while supplies last, some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids, and as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Come. Snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it, Razzle 
Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. We got one hour in the books, one hour left to go right here on this Friday edition of the Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, football analyst and sideline reporter, John Harris. So glad to be with you on this Friday evening, as I have been sharing with you for the last six seasons. It's now the seventh, and I cannot wait for Sunday. Now, keep in mind, Sunday, 325. 325. Now, it's a little easier when obviously you have to be watching the game at home as opposed to being at the stadium because obviously it takes you time to get to the stadium, parking lot, set up tailgates, all that kind of stuff. And it's a little easier knowing the game's in the afternoon as opposed to thinking the game's afternoon and it actually started at 12. That's always been my fear. But game Sunday is at 325. That's the kick. It'll be one of the later afternoon games. So... Texans, I don't think that I can remember, I don't think the Texans have ever had a home opener other than at noon. That I can think of. Now, I could be wrong on that, but I just remember nothing but noon starts. I know it's been nothing but noon starts since I've been in the building, and that started in 2014. I don't remember any other home opener that hasn't started at noon. This one will start at 325, looking for that national television window, and the Texans obviously will get it. Everybody wants to see Texans v. Ravens. They want to see Lamar Jackson v. Deshaun Watson. This is round three. Sean got the first one. Lamar got the second one. And now we've got the third meeting between these outstanding young quarterbacks on Sunday. Again at 325. One of the guys charged with stopping Lamar Jackson is a guy that had a sack in last year's game. And that's Brennan Scarlett. And Drew Doherty had a chance to catch up with Brennan and do a little 12 questions. First things first, let's talk about your charity. You raise money for it by having a dodgeball tournament, which I love. How good, though, are you at dodgeball? Mm, you know, unfortunately, I'm not the best dodgeball player. I, I never played baseball growing up. I wasn't a quarterback, so the arm isn't what it needs to be. <laughs> but I'm a utility guy, though. You know, I'll get. I will get the occasional out. I'll catch somebody out. And at the end of the day, you know, if I'm the last standing on my team, you can – I'm dependable. Like, I'm going to bring somebody else in, you know. So, I really build my team, you know, around knowing my weaknesses. You know, start bringing a good arm, a couple good arms, and we're usually okay. I don't want to overstep bounds here, but I have a suggestion for you because one of your new teammates got his hands or improved his hands – courtesy of dodgeball when he was in middle school and high school. David Johnson has a really cool story about it, and um, he's prolific in his, in his words. Will you add David Johnson to the mix as far as helping raise money for the charity? And tell us a little bit more about the charity after you, you address the David Johnson aspect. Oh, easily would bring David Johnson to the squad. My squad is always called the Big Yard Bandits. We need, I need to get Deshaun out there. NGS, so the Big Yard Foundation, which is a foundation I started two years ago, we support community empowerment through uh, literacy, especially especially childhood literacy. And so we raise our money via dodgeball tournaments. And this year we did a Juneteenth March. Um, and then we 
take that those funds and we buy books and provide books and uh, through book fairs to underserved and underprivileged kids and uh, in, in, in underprivileged neighborhoods. So uh, we've been doing that for a couple of years now and, and continuing to, to grow and expand and, and try to change lives. That's really awesome. And you know, here in Houston, I know you, you've been very involved in that as well. You and I even did an event last year where you read a book to some kids. So that makes me wonder, what's your favorite childhood book from when you were growing up? Oh, easy. Uh, the Harry Potter series oh. was my go-to uh, book as a kid. Um, my, I always tell this story. My, my mom used to take me to the, the Harry Potter. Um, it was like the book drop, the book release. And it used to be the min at midnight um, of the day that it was going to drop. And so me and my mom would go to Barnes and Nobles. Uh, she would she would give me a hot chocolate. There's all these Starbucks there. And we'd sit on the floor and wait in line for the Harry Potter books. And I'd get that book at midnight and literally read it till like 4 a.m., you know, just nerding out. That's really a cool mom thing to do. I mean, and your mom came to an, another event that we did last year. So I, I, we've seen her around. But how, how special is that? you know, having your mom do little things like that for you when you're growing up? Oh, it was amazing. You know, my mom, my dad, you know, my whole family just as they've inspired me and motivated me and really supported anything I was into, whether it was reading Harry Potter books or, you know, taking me to football or basketball games on early Saturday mornings, you know, regardless of what it was, uh, they really have motivated me and really the reason that, you know, I'm sitting here today. You and I have talked at length in the past about, uh, some of the, the gear you wear from the 1990s, sort of the nostalgia stuff, and it's always fun to see. You were born in 1993, and we're going to touch on that in just a moment, but on the whole, what do you think is the best part of the 1990s? The best part of the 90s, it was either, it was either the R&B music, 90s R&B was amazing, yeah. uh, or the, I mean the style. If I, we were gonna get specific, I would say the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. That was my that was my show, is my show to this day, and that kind of encompasses everything I just said, music style, and just you know, the Fresh Prince was was the man. Okay, 1993 is the year you were born. Also born in that year, Ariana Grande, Chance the rapper, Pete Davidson the actor comedian, and Anthony Davis of the Lakers. Out of those five, rank them, and you're included. <laughs> what am I? What am I ranking off of? You just you tell me, man. The top five from 1993 out of that one. All right. So let me make sure we had we had Chance, Ariana, we had Anthony Davis, myself. Yep. And Pete Davidson Davis. from Saturday Night Live. All right. Well, I'd start. Uh, I think number one, I would say uh, Chance. I would say number two would be, gosh, I don't know where to, I don't know where to fit myself into this whole. You're so modest, man. Most uh, of you guys put yourselves first. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's not for me to say, you know what I mean? Uh, I would say Pete, AD, Ariana, and then, my, and then myself. So you're fifth. Okay. All right. I was, uh, I was setting you up there. I was putting it all on a tee for you. Now you're an NFL player and you mentioned that you weren't a great baseball player, but you're still a pretty darn good athlete in some other sports. If you weren't an NFL player, what's your favorite sport to actually play? I would say basketball for sure uh, over the years. 
But a sport that I've gotten into recently is golf. Um, and I enjoy, I, I enjoy playing uh, another sport kind of similar to dodgeball that I'm not great at. But it, it's fun to get out there with, uh, with my boys and, and, you know, slap it around a little bit and just enjoy being outdoors. And that's a, that's a sport that I enjoy playing. Yeah, I think I did an interview with you this summer on Zoom, and you were on the golf course. Uh, do you play? You get to play with any of your your teammates, your Texans teammates? Uh, yeah, I've, I've played. Uh, I played with Kaimi quite a bit. I bet he's uh, good, huh? Weeksy, yeah, yeah, Kai, Kay can play for sure. Uh, Weeksy is good. Those are the two guys. Who else? Have I got? Nick Martin. I've been out there with Nick. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, perfect post victory meal is perfect post victory so you play a noon game you win at nrg stadium what are you eating afterwards to celebrate well if i got if i got some people in town which those are the best the best time you know family friends coming down whatever then we're going to steak 48 i'm getting that bone-in ribeye we're starting off with the crispy shrimp the calamari and shrimp maybe the devil eggs with the crispy shrimp you know a nice little glass of wine Maybe a gin martini if we want. <laughs> How dirty is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's dirty. It's, it's dirty. Blue cheese stuffed olives. All right. If you, if you don't have that one, you can add, add that one to the book. Mark it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are food snobs. Some people are hotel snobs. Are you a snob about anything in particular? I would say I'm somewhat of a, of a food snob. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I like I like my food to be sourced from I like to know where my food sourced from you know healthy and organic and all that all that stuff uh, obviously like it to, to taste good but I also like it to be good for my body what was the other one you said you know hotel food you know you, I think you answered yeah. the question so yeah 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 I would say food for sure so you're not doing that $1.99 big gulp special where you get the big gulp the hot dog and a big bag of like Doritos no, no, no. That's not that's not my MO at all. Just asking for a friend. I wouldn't have <laughs> done that lately. Well, Brandon, it is always good to talk with you. I'm glad you're doing so well. Thanks for indulging me and, and answering some of these goofy questions. But uh, best of luck on Sunday against the Ravens. We will talk to you again very soon, my friend. No doubt. Appreciate you having me, Drew. That's got to be one of my favorite players in the building, Brent Scarlett from Portland, Oregon. Just love what he is all about. And he is one of the few guys, if any, gosh, I can't think of anybody else, that started his career at Cal, finished it at Stanford. Sort of like starting your career at University of Texas and finishing at Texas A&M. Has anybody ever done that? But think about that. That's what he, that's what he did. Graduated from both places. Wonderful individual. Great to have around this team. Going to be in the spotlight on Sunday against Lamar Jackson. Those outside guys are challenged with so much in this game because they have got to slow down the zone read. They've got to set the edge in the wide running game. They then have to get pass rush pressure on Lamar Jackson. It is a lot on those edge guys to have to try and stop a guy like Lamar Jackson. We talked about that a little bit more in our keys. It cannot be a one-man thing. However, there are players probably more instrumental to the process because of the conflict they're put in. And the outside linebackers, Brandon Scarlett, Whitney Merciless, John Grenard, Jacob Martin, those guys are the ones that are typically put in conflict against an offense like this. 
The good news, if there is any, is that at least the Texans saw this offense last year. They saw it at full volume. Now, whether the Ravens are at full volume by week two of a new season with no preseason game, oh, that remains to be seen. But the Texans have seen this. They've been on the field with Lamar Jackson. They've played against this guy. They've studied him. They've uh, had an opportunity to see him now. They've got a whole litany of information that they can now use when they go to face Lamar Jackson. So Brennan Scarlett going to be a big, big figure in that game on Sunday. And I cannot say this enough. 325. Now, Sunday is a day loaded with games in the NFL. There will be 14 games on Sunday. One game on Monday night. I will predict all of them straight up and against the spread. And I will do that next right here on Texans All Access. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. There's a lot of information and misinformation being shared about COVID-19. Houston Methodist wants to share the facts. COVID-19 is a serious and potentially deadly illness, and you can infect others, including loved ones, without even knowing it. But it's also avoidable if we each do our part. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay six feet apart. Keeping Houston safe is a team effort. Together, we can make our city healthy and vibrant again. Visit HoustonMethodist.org COVID. My name is Adfany Smith-Gray, owner of the Spot Lounge and Bar. Business was great, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh my goodness. I needed someone who knew what they were doing. I'm Javon Sterling. She was at risk of being left behind, and I offered to assist. Javon was absolutely fantastic. He understood the dynamics of a small business. Thank you, Amogene. Amogene Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Lots more to break down. He's in! 
Touchdown, Houston! Next on Texans Radio. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's Pizza. And did you know that I am the number one Texans fan in the city? Well, probably one of many. But you know what? We've been a sponsor of the Houston Texans now for almost 20 years. The official pizza of the Houston Texans is Papa John's. And now when the Texans win, and they will, the very next day, order pizzas and you'll get half off. That's right, 50% off your pizza order the day after the Texans win. So come on, Texans, win a lot. Better ingredients, better pizza, the best football, Papa John's Houston. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Comfort zone. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. All right, all right, all right. We have reached that time on this Friday evening for all of my NFL game predictions. I would have been wondering, I would have picked the Browns to win last night. I would have probably taken the over. So I feel like I'm 1-0 already. And I, I probably would have got it against the spread, too. I don't remember what the spread was, but it ended up being five. And I would have picked the Browns to win by somewhere between five to seven. So I would have won that one, too. So I'm 2-0 and right now. And I do this every single week. I think last year, I, last week, I knocked it out of the park. I'm I just, I'm, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. If you go back and look at it, go, go, go read it. Go listen. It's all right there. I tell you uh, what's going on. I tell you all the great picks. I give them all to you. So I know last you, last week I gave you nothing but winners. That should be my website, nothingbutwinners.com. In fact, my website is footballtakeover.com, and I have a podcast. Now, this is all focused on college football. Football friends, go check it out. But it's time for my NFL predictions. On my college podcast, I predicted all CFB games against spread straight up. Now it's time for NFL games, but I need my music. I need my music, and it feels like it's right there. Oh, there it is. Oh, yes, there is my music. That just gets me in the mood. In the mood. It's like being in the mood for football. Let's start with our noon games that we'll all be able to watch, whether you're watching at home or your pseudo tailgate or whatever you got going on. It starts with Jairus, Jairus, Giants v. Bears. 
1956 NFL Championship game rematch. The Bears are 1-0. Huge comeback down 23-6 to the Lions last week. Mitchell Trubisky led them back. And then the Lions were about to win it, but DeAndre Swift dropped the touchdown pass. Bears win 27-23. They go to 1-0. The Giants had some moments against the Steelers. That is a rock'em sock'em defense for the Steelers, and we'll see them in week three. However, the Giants unable to put enough points on the board. Saquon Barkley essentially shut down. Rushing game for sure. I think the Bears win this. The Bears are favored by five and a half. I don't like the Bears giving the points to anybody, but I just feel like the Giants now having to go on the road, own one. I think reality sets in. It's not a great football team. I already picked the Bears, or excuse me, the Jaguars to be number 32 in the league. I think the Giants might be number 32 in the league. That said, Bears win by a touchdown. 24-17, that's more than five and a half. Bears get the win and the cover. The 0-1 Falcons go to the 0-1 Cowboys. Now, Matt Ryan lit it up again in a losing effort. Threw for 450-plus yards against the Seattle Seahawks. Great. Falcons lost. Falcons can't stop anybody. The Cowboys going home are a four-point favorite. I feel like this is stealing money in some sense because I feel like the Cowboys are going to win this thing and they're going to win it by 10 or more. That four-point spread, I think the Cowboys are going to blow it out of the water. Cowboys win at home, go to 1-1. One and one. Falcons go to 0-2. And, and the Falcons, I think, are on a collision course to this being the last year for Dan Quinn there in Atlanta. And I hate that because everybody I talk to tell, tells me that Dan Quinn is just an awesome, awesome guy, awesome coach, awesome leader, but defensively they just don't have it together. Cowboys win. Cowboys win. They go to one and one. Then they cover. All right, Packers get a visit from the Lions. Lions, like I said a little while ago, had the win in their hands, literally in DeAndre Swift's hands, and lost it. Packers dominant offensively. Now, I don't think the Vikings are very good defensively, I'll be honest. So I wasn't too surprised that the Packers were able to do that. But at home, for the first time, I think the Packers will make the Lions pay. I think the Packers put up another big number on the board. I don't think the Lions are very good at all. I think Green Bay covers the 6.5, give the Packers a win and a cover at home. Okay, AFC South, let's dance. Both 1-0 teams will meet. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 1-0 after a big win over the Indianapolis Colts. The Titans are 1-0 after eking by the Denver Broncos. The Broncos, manpower way down with no Cortland Sutton uh, in the receiving game, and the Titans took advantage of that. Now, the Titans could have made this a lot worse. They also could have had a couple things go the other direction where the Broncos could have made it worse. Either way, the Titans got the win, and the Titans are favored by seven at home. That's usually a lock. The Jaguars do not beat Tennessee. They just don't beat them. And they definitely don't beat them in Nashville. Either way, I'm going with the Titans. This number seven is right at it. But you know what? I'm going to say the Jaguars are going to play within that seven. So let's give the Titans the win, but the Jags the cover. I would love to see an upset by the Jags to get them to 2-0, but I don't think it's going to happen. Titans go to 2-0. Not surprising given the two opponents. And the Titans will not get the covers the Jaguars get inside that seven-pointer. All right, Colts go back home for the first time in 2020. They face the Vikings. Both teams 
disappointed with their week one appearances. The Vikings got trounced by the Packers, gave up all kinds of points to them, and the Colts didn't look good throwing the football 48 times. Now, the Colts will be without Marlon Mack for the rest of the year, their star running back. They still have Jonathan Taylor, still have Naeem Hines, and they'll probably bring in uh, Wilkins. That adds three backs. I think they're going to run the ball more. I think that will be the message throughout the week. We are going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And I think the Vikings will pay. The uh, Colts are favored by three and a half at home. I think that's about right. I'm going to give the Colts the win at home as the Colts bounce back. And they win by five to seven. So, give the Colts a win and a cover at home. The Buffalo Bills, 1-0 after a pretty convincing win over the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen looked very, very good in the opener. Stephon Diggs going to add something to that offense. And every other skill player stepped up. Zach Moss caught a touchdown, the rookie running back. The Dolphins 0-1 with Fitzy still in charge. They go down to South Beach where Buffalo is favored by five and a half. Miami is better than it was last year. It's not saying a whole lot, but they still offensively are a bit challenged. I think the Bills will win this thing. It feels like 23 to 12. That gets a cover. Buffalo goes down to Miami, gets a win, gets the cover in the AFC East. All right. These two teams, you figured one of them might be 0-1 to start the year, but not both. But they both are. The San Francisco 49ers travel cross-country to play a negative body clock game starting at 1 o'clock local time, 9 9 a.m. body clock time for the 49ers as they take on the New York Jets. The Jets are lousy. The 49ers did not look good defensively. The Cardinals did whatever they wanted to. The 49ers vaunted defense and walked out of the new candlestick, a.k.a. Levi Stadium, with a W, leaving the 49ers scratching their heads like, how are we going to do this? Well, the perfect tonic for a road game, other than traveling across country, is the Jets. The Jets are not a good football team in any way, shape, or form. Le'Veon Bell going to be out for at least three weeks with a hamstring issue. 49ers are favored by seven. They're going to win this by two touchdowns or more. 49ers go on the road, get the win, and the cover over the J-E-T-S-M-E-S-S. The Jets mess. Yes, I just made that up as we go. Okay, 49ers to win a cover. Next, let's go to Philadelphia. And I look at what Vegas has done on this one, and I am clueless. The L.A. Rams offense, without Todd Gurley, without Brandon Cooks, it rolled. It moved the ball in the Cowboys throughout the night on a, in a Sunday night win at home against the Cowboys. They go to Philadelphia, the Rams do, and again, another negative body clock game for a West Coast team. The Eagles lost last week to Washington and gave up eight sacks in the process. Now, Washington, if you haven't been paying attention, has got one of the better defensive fronts in the entire league. The Rams have the best interior defensive line player probably for the last few decades in Aaron Donald. I don't know how Philadelphia is going to protect against Aaron Donald and against the Rams rushers. Philadelphia is favored by one at home, basically a pick em. I like the Rams to win this thing outright on the road and go to 2-0. and oh. The Eagles are reeling just a little bit. All right, another 
noon Central Time game. That's the Broncos and the Steelers. The Steelers went to the Giants MetLife Stadium and took care of business. I don't think it was pretty in any respects, but I don't think it's going to be with Pittsburgh this year. Ben's still coming off the elbow issue. He said after the game, feel good. I feel as good as I felt in a long time. The defense made plays for the Steelers, and now they get the Broncos. Now, Cortland Sutton didn't play for the Broncos, and I think that was a big deal. Phil Lindsay was banged up in that Monday night game, and I thought Melvin Gordon came in and did some good things, but I just don't expect this Broncos offensive line to hold up against the Steelers front. To it, Hayward, Watt, Bud Dupree, I just don't think that they're going to hold up. And even if they start to hold up, they're going to see some blitz, and I think that's going to be a problem for Drew Locke. Pittsburgh's playing at home. Let's give them the win. It's a seven-point spread the Steelers are favored. I think Cortland Sutton's going to play. I think that gets the Broncos inside the seven in a fairly low-scoring game. But the Steelers will win this thing between five to seven. Let's go under the seven. So let's go Steelers to win, Broncos to cover. Okay. Next, this will be our last noon central game. And it's AFC South battle. Carolina Panthers lost at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. I say that out loud because I got to keep in mind, it's not Oakland, it's Las Vegas. not Oakland, it's Las Vegas. The Panthers did put up some points in the process. Joe Brady and offense got it cranked. And I think they're going to be able to move the ball. The Buccaneers went to New Orleans. And Tom Brady looked like Brock Osweiler in that game. And not in a good way. Tampa Bay's favored by eight. I don't know that I buy that. I think Tampa Bay's defense is going to be okay. I think Brady will settle back in. But I do think the Carolina Panthers' offense is pretty good. It can put some points up on anybody, whether it's DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, uh, or uh, C-Mac 22. They've got a lot of different ways to hurt teams. So I think this, the, uh, excuse me, the Panthers are going to make this a lot closer than people think. I don't think the Panthers win. But this game goes into the fourth quarter. I think Brady does something in the fourth quarter that gets the Bucs to win, but it's not more than eight points. So the Buccaneers win this game at home. The Panthers get the cover as they keep that thing within eight points. Then, your afternoon games. Start with the Washington football team, 1-0, going to the Arizona Cardinals, 1-0. Arizona's favored by seven. That feels a little rich. It feels like Arizona being kind of nouveau riche in the, in the league. Everybody's sort of jumped on the Arizona bandwagon. Yeah, Arizona's going to be really good. And you only added DeAndre Hopkins. Look, Hop was great last week. There's no doubt about that. Washington football team has got a defensive front that rivals anything that we've seen in quite some time. Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, they've got a million different guys that come at you. Jonathan Allen, they are a house of fire up front. They will make things tough on Kyler Murray and that Cardinals front. But I don't think Washington's going to be able to move the ball enough. The Cardinals get a win. This feels like 23-20. 17, 14, it won't be a lot of points. But it will be enough for the Cardinals to get the win, but for the Washington football team to get the cover. They will get inside that seven-point spread. However, they will lose to the Cardinals. All right, Chiefs and Chargers, both AFC West teams, 1-0. and We know what the Chiefs did on Thursday night to the Texans. The Chargers miraculously got out of Cincinnati with a win. Joe Burrow threw what was... Supposed to be the game-winning touchdown pass. A.J. Green was called for pass interference. 
Then they had to kick the game-time field goal, and Randy Bullock pushed it to the right. Win, Chargers, win. I can't in good faith, even though the Chargers will open up their run at SoFi Stadium, I cannot give the Chargers a win in any way, shape, or form. I do think the Chargers defense will play pretty well in this thing. That, I think, will happen. I do think they'll put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I just don't know if the Chargers can move the ball well enough on the Chiefs to make this thing a close game in the end and the Chargers maybe steal one. That said, Chargers do not win. But that 8.5-point spread feels pretty rich. I'm going to give the Chargers the cover at home at SoFi, their new home, to get inside the 8.5 to give the Chiefs the win and get them to 2 and oh, Ravens take on the Texans. The Ravens are seven-point road favorites. Road favorites. Ugh. Now, you know I never go against my heart and my head, so I'm always going with the Texans. This will be a tough one. There's no doubt, and we've talked plenty about it. We'll talk a little bit about it through the rest of the show, but I never pick against the Texans. Heart, head, spread, straight up, whatever. Can't do it. But Ravens is a seven-point favorite. Interesting. And then your Sunday night game. Oh, this is going to be fun. The Patriots have not been out to Seattle in eight years. In fact, it was Russell Wilson's rookie year in 2012 that the Patriots were last out in Seattle. And the Patriots are now going out there with Cam Newton. The Seahawks look good offensively. Boy, they look good. They did whatever they wanted to. Russell Wilson throwing deep to DK Metcalf. That was Atlanta. This is the New England defense. It's a wee bit better. But it's not the New England defense of last year. I think the Seahawks get the win. I think Russell has another big night. I think DK Metcalf going against Stephon Gilmore is worth the price of admission. And if that's the case, I think Russell Wilson will throw it to his other weapons, including Greg Olson at tight end, take the Seahawks to win and cover the four. And then Monday night, and we can talk about this a little bit more later, but I got to get all my predictions on the board. Raiders at home. On a Monday night, open Allegiant Stadium. The Saints come calling. Boy, they couldn't have had a more difficult opponent. The Saints defense, trying to confuse Tom Brady, did a nice job of that last week. They got to go on the road, playing Las Vegas. Now, if the fans were in a building and that would become the new black hole, I might give this one to the Raiders. But I think without that juice in the building, the Raiders will play well. But New Orleans is just better. Pick New Orleans. 37-31, 37-31, that covers the 5.5. Raiders fall to 1-1. One one. Saints go to 2-0 and oh after that Monday night win. All right, we get back. We've got Drew Doherty with the final word, some other odds and ends. We'll go around the league, tie things up, and get ready for Sunday next on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Two is better than one. How many times have you heard that one? More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are two, not one, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number one, unbeatable cleaning power. And number two, or maybe this should be number one, unbeatable mileage. Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. 
Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get 2,000 total savings. Hurry in today to your nearest Houston Hyundai dealer for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Fun and adventure at three great parks all year long. Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier offer thrill rides, games, food, and fun for everyone. Whether you're experiencing the thrills on our roller coasters, taking a journey through exhibits, dining at waterfront restaurants, or soaking up the sun at weekend festivals, there's something for everyone. So come have fun at the Downtown Aquarium, Kima Boardwalk, and Galveston Island Pleasure Pier. Adventure destinations the whole family will love. Buy weekend adventure passes and tickets online now. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com At Brookside Equipment Sales we're tough enough to cut it. More Texans radio is on the way. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, Touchdown! you'll score a free jumbo jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already. And still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dyken stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dyken! Dyken! Air Intelligence! Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. 
Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. We've got one final segment on this Friday edition of Texans All Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. And, well, we've had a jam-packed show tonight. I mean, jam-packed show tonight. We had Brennan Scarlett on earlier. We had Jordan Akins on earlier. Well, it's time to finish it off with the man toting the rock on Sunday. 11 carries, 77 yards in his first game as a Texan. Three catches for 39 yards, uh, excuse me, 42 yards uh, on Thursday against the Chiefs. David Johnson, running back, he will join Drew Doherty right about now for our Drew's last word. Thank you so much, fellas. We've got running back David Johnson with us. David, welcome back to Houston. What's it going to be like suiting up and playing in front of the NRG Stadium faithful, even though the faithful won't really be in the bowl there with you? It's going to be great. I can't wait. Finally got a home game. I wish there was fans there just to see the great fans of the Texans. And it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Everyone's going to be pumped, even though there's no fans out there. I think just for us to be home and have that home mentality type thing is going to be great for us. Last week, you have about 110 yards rushing, receiving, combined pretty productive output. You said, though, wasn't as enjoyable because the Texans did not get the win. On a personal level, what do you take from what you were able to do against the Chiefs and how do you move it forward? Really just continue to get better from there. We ran the ball well. The line, for me, helped out a lot. made my job a lot easier. I think for myself, though, I still had a couple of tackles I could have missed and got more yards for us to help out our offense. But uh, overall, I think we did good on the run game. And I think just for myself, um, that was the first game, man. <laughs> that was the first game, no preseason or anything. So got a lot of hope, and I can't wait to get going. Yeah, in that regard, was there a little bit, I don't want to say doubt, but just question marks about – what it's going to be like with this new team, what I'm going to be like as a player, you know, in this situation? No, not at all. Man, our line is so good. They're so physical, so, uh, such big guys that they really make it easier for me to run the ball. Yeah, let's stick with that. The offensive line definitely going to have its hands full against the front seven from the Ravens. You as well in pass protection, but sticking with the O-line in the run game, what did they do well and what must they continue against Baltimore on Sunday? Honestly, there's not too much in the run game. Um, I think the di- difficult thing with Baltimore is they, they, have, they just have so many different exotic fronts and so many different blitzes. That's what makes it tough to block against those guys. And as long as we can figure out that while we're scouting against them, I think we'll be pretty good at the run game. And what do you need to do in the receiving end of things? I think for me, the biggest thing is be more decisive, be more correct on my routes. So Deshaun knows what I'm doing. He can throw me the ball. Some of those routes I had last week, I didn't necessarily make the good judgment, I guess, on what to do. And, uh, you know, he didn't throw it to me because of that. So I think just, you know, improving on that aspect of being more decisive and knowing exactly what I'm doing against certain coverages and stuff like that. Overall, how impressive is this Ravens defense you guys are going to face? I think the biggest thing is their exotic fronts. Um, their different coverages, their disguising is going to be the toughest thing 
to try to figure out. They have some big, good guys up there, Calais and Judon's, a couple of other guys, some young rookies that are pretty good. But I think for us as an offense, just figuring out what they're doing up front or at least have a little bit more recognizing what they're going to do. David Johnson, always great to talk with you. Best of luck on Sunday in your home debut as a Houston Texan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cannot wait to see the home debut of David Johnson against his vaunted Ravens defense facing his old teammate, Calais Campbell. Now, I say vaunted, but yet the Ravens gave up a bunch of yards last week against the run. And that was to a Browns team that I think is good on the ground. Nick Chubb's very, very good. I don't know if the offensive line is great, but they gave up 138 yards on ground to the Browns. What they did defensively through the air is a different story. They gave up 168 yards. So if you are going to move the ball, you probably have an opportunity to do it on the ground. Now, the Texans moved the ball on the ground against the Ravens last year a little later than they wanted to. Had they been able to move the ball on the ground earlier, put some points up on the board earlier, who knows if that thing does a snowball from 7 to nothing early, does a snowball to 41 to 7. Maybe it stays closer and the run game keeps you in it. And I would hope that's going to be the case this year. But I think with the speed you have receiver, I think you have to find a balance. But if you have to rely on David Johnson to get it done, I think he's the kind of guy that could get it done. And Duke Johnson is questionable for this game. My gut says that he's not going to play. So it's going to be a lot of David Johnson and looking forward to that. Will this one on Sunday be one of the great home openers that we've seen? I went back and I looked at the history of the Texans in home openers. And of course, in 2002, it doesn't get any better than David Carter, Billy Miller, sack for a safety by Gary Walker and Seth Payne and beating the Cowboys 19-10. to I mean, when it comes to things that we talk about a lot in the offseason, hey, was this the greatest win? Was this the best win? Was this the best opener? Was this the best play, the best this, best that? You really just take that 2002 opener and you just kind of put it up on a shelf and say, look, Everything else we're talking about goes on shelf two and below. Because shelf one is occupied by 2002 Dallas Cowboys v. Houston Texans and everything that went with it. Everything. It was probably the loudest game. People uh, have told me that when they talk to me, they tell me all the time, yeah, that was the loudest game that we had ever been to. And I don't think one has topped it. Now, 2014 Colts game got close. Last year's win over Buffalo in the wildcard round got closer but people tell me that 2002 now I wasn't here for that one but people say that was just an extraordinary night that goes up on the shelf that's number one that's hall of fame stuff that was just fantastic but the Texans didn't win a home opener for the next four years 2003 2004 2005 2006 all home openers all now they won the opener in 2003 they still win the home opener it took until 2007 when the Texans won their next home opener and that was against the Kansas City Chiefs that was my first game I ever saw at Energy Stadium. And I didn't get there until halftime, though, because I had been in Baton Rouge the night before watching LSU and Virginia Tech. Our radio station sent us to Baton Rouge. We were there Friday, huge lightning, thunderstorm. Then we were there for Saturday, doing pregame, kind of our own version of college game day. And then we were there for the game. We didn't get out of there until like 2.30 in the morning. So we went back and slept, got back. And we are like, man, we got to get the Texans game. And we just hauled it. And we got there for the second half. And the Texans... Got that work done. Got a 23 win. That's not like much. But starting off the year over a team like the Chiefs, 20-3, it's a good way to start. And it was a good way to start 2007. But they didn't win another home opener until 2010. And if there's a home opener that people 
Remember, and Mark and I talk about this a lot, games with names. If you say, tell me something about, and then you put the year and name of the team. So if you you say to me anything from 2014 on, and you say 2017 Rams game, and I'll be like, Clowney dominated, but the deep ball was a killer to Robert Woods for 95 yards. I can tell you something about anything that happened. 2010 and Colts, you know what follows. You're like, oh, the Arian Foster game. Yes, 233 yards rushing, three touchdowns, and the Texans O-line stuck it right up the Colts' heinies. I mean, just hammered them all game long. And this seemingly unknown running back, Arian Foster, just went off. And he would be, for the next five years, best next five seasons, one of the best running backs, most versatile running backs in the entire NFL. And it started on that day in 2010. Now, people that know the story know it goes back to 2009. But really, what got everybody's attention was beating Peyton Manning with Arian Foster on the ground. That zone running game just took off. The offensive line had found itself with Dwayne Brown and Chester, uh, I'm sorry, Wade Smith and Chris Myers and Mike Brizel, Biscuit and Eric Winston. That was a line that they had been looking, they'd been building it for a while, and they finally got it right, and they dominated. And when anybody ever says 2010 Colts, oh, Aaron Foster again, that's immediately what comes up. Well, after that, the Texans beat the Colts in 11. They beat the Dolphins in 12. They beat the Titans in 13. And then they beat the Redskins in 14. So they won five home openers in a row. And that fifth one was my first one down on the sideline. And it was against the Washington Redskins. It was also Bill O'Brien's first game. And in that game, it was my first time on the sidelines. And we had done four preseason games. So I had the, the process down a little bit, but I was amped up. Man, I was geeked up. I was ready to go. I was so excited. Felt like we were having a good broadcast. And then somewhere in the third quarter, this massive, horrendous thunderstorm hit and knocked out our broadcast. Knocked our broadcast off the air because it shut the power down. And I was like, what's going on so it was our line to the station so I could still hear what was going on up in the booth and Mark Vandermeer told me and I had known him a little bit but I'd gotten to know him over the the months prior to that game we were working with the Texans for the first time and he was like oh I've got a streak in me I got a streak in me and I was kind of like Mark you're the nicest guy anybody's ever met I found out that day Mark had a streak in him he was irate that we couldn't get back on the air oh my gosh and it was so funny because he was trying to get it. I'm not, I don't know what's going on because I can't see outside. I can only see those little windows. Kind of like you guys inside. You can't really, you can see a little bit. But all of a sudden I hear Andre come on and say, hey, Johnny, you got a huge uh, thunderstorm that knocked us off the air. And then Dre and I just started talking for the next 10 to 12 minutes. Just kind of talking about what was happening during the game. What was happening. Uh, we talk about things in the commercials. You know, different things that were happening in the stadium. And we really got a chance to know each other during that whole uh, whole instance. We got back on the air. We were able to broadcast the rest of the game, but it's one of my favorite stories because it was Mark Vandermeer losing it when we went off the air. So that's probably my favorite home opener. Uh, but the Texans have won two of the last four. Uh, they won in 2016. They beat the Bears. That was Will Fuller's introduction to Houston. Had himself a little tall screen that he scored on. And then after a tough one in 17 after Harvey, after losing mysteriously to the Giants 18 the Texans looked like they had it 
under control against the Jags, dominating much of the game, but they had to hold on late with a Justin Reed stop at the goal line on a two-point conversion as the Texans won 13-12. to So, where will this home opener fall? Will it be one that we remember like 2010, like 2014, uh, like even last year? I don't care if it comes down to two-point conversion again and we stop and win 3-2. to two. I, I don't care. I don't know if that can't happen, obviously. Um, but 13-12, to 12, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the Texans win ugly. It doesn't matter. It's just about the winning part. And this game, I know from last year, there were the way it went down at Baltimore and how systematically destructive Baltimore was to us that week. It left a stain for a lot of people. I think we all tried to forget it, but we knew we'd see them again in 2020 and it would take place at Energy Stadium. We hoped it would be with fans. It won't be with fans. But hopefully the Texans will play with that spirit of every Texans fan that could possibly be in that building with them. They're going to need it. They're going to need to play the game. They're going to need to take their play speed up a notch. They're going to need to take the intensity up a notch. They're going to need to take tackling up a notch. They're going to need to take everything up three notches. Can they do that against the 2019 MVP and give the Ravens their first regular season loss since all the way back to week four of 2019? Can the Texans be that team? Not a lot of people think they can do it. We think they can do it. 325, it's kickoff time. It's Ravens, it's Texans. Let's go. Appreciate all of you guys for being a part of this show. To Brent Scarlett, David Johnson, Drew Doherty, Jordan Akins, DP Sidhu. To all of you, Mark Vandermeer and Bill O'Brien, thank you so much, and we'll see you on Sunday, everybody. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. You've been listening to Houston Texans football. Brought to you by Reliant Energy, Ford, Texas Lottery, Geico, and by Cushada. This is Texans Radio. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Houston Texans are proud to partner with Kroger and the Houston Food Bank to tackle hunger in Houston. 
Huddle Against Hunger, presented by Kroger, is a free, downloadable curriculum that includes activities designed to teach empathy and understanding around hunger in elementary, middle, and high school students, parents, and teachers. Join the huddle now by visiting HoustonTexans.com slash Huddle Against Hunger. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Texans fans, the 2020 NFL season is finally here, and the race to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa is officially underway. Be there when it all ends with an official Super Bowl 55 ticket package from NFL On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Don't wait to secure verified game tickets, all-inclusive pregame hospitality complete with appearances from some of the biggest names in football, and so much more. Visit NFLOnLocation.com today and secure the football experience of a lifetime. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Standout performance and all the right moves. This is Bill O'Brien, head coach of the Houston Texans. I'm not talking football. I'm talking about the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe. With its twin-power turbo technology, highly responsive handling, complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles, you'll always go for the long drive. BMW, the official luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo on off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. 
If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun. 